Hi, I'm Melanie Huggard. Welcome to Eavesdropping, a conversation between two life consultants where we talk about the questions that can be scary. These are conversations that spark curiosity, insight, perspective, and breakthrough. This podcast might trigger you, and I actually hope that it does. I hope that it triggers you into growth. Let's dive in. Hello. This voice may not sound familiar because this is not Melody. This is Shira, and I am hijacking Melanie's podcast today. And I'm going to interview Ken and Melanie about relational dynamics. And my questions are going to be coming from the perspective of a single person. I was sitting down and talking with them a couple weeks ago, and Ken had some really fun insight. And so we wanted to share those with you guys. Yeah, I'm here, guys. Hi. What was Ken. a fun insight? <laughs> what made it fun? Because <laughs> you were a man. Yeah. <laughs> you were. I don't know if you are mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> so one of the things that I have found um, very unique between Ken and Melanie is that Ken really does a great job at serving Melanie, mm-hmm. and I've been witness to that. And so, Melanie, talk a little bit about your experience um, as far as, like, Ken serving you with him being, like, clearly, you're right, the man, right? Uh-huh. You're the woman, he's uh-huh. the man. I don't know that in the dynamics I've experienced, um, it's been really expected that I, as the woman, serve the man. Uh-huh. And so, this dynamic is very interesting to me. So, share a little bit about that. Well, basically, I put in my time the first 20 years. Now it's time for him to put in his. No. <laughs> No, no. I think with anything, relationships evolve. Yes, they do. And they should. Uh, Now, with men, and I'm talking most all men, we are very selfish by nature. Yeah. You know, so it's not until we actually grow up that we start to think, if we ever think, Mm -hmm. about giving fully to somebody else you know it's a I don't know it's it's hard to explain but it's you want what you want when you want it Mm -hmm. now I found when you share this information with young men and even men our age they don't like that comment about you generalizing and saying men are selfish no they don't but it's true with every man I've come across, they are very selfish. Mm-hmm. Even myself, when I was younger, was mm-hmm. selfish. But a lot of that is put into men. A lot of it is what you're taught. Mm-hmm. The woman does this, the man does this. So you're going to go to work and you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a choice in that. Yeah. Can you tell me, do you feel like you've experienced benefits in serving Melanie? Oh, definitely. Can I say really quick all the things you do, though? Yeah, because I, fi- I didn't get to finish that. So, because I made a joke <laughs> instead of giving a true answer. Um, so, Ken will, he makes me breakfast when he's home, mostly weekends. He's, he's, he's gone before um, I'm even getting out of bed most mornings yeah, when it comes to, up. when it comes to like the weekdays, but... Um, yeah, he's always making me breakfast. He cooks a lot for me. Um, 
when when I'm, your dietary restrictions allow. Yeah, yeah, and you try to cook. You cook me what I I'm allowed to eat, and then um, you just do things. You do all the laundry, and you can share why that is. <laughs> why do you do all the laundry? Uh, you can be honest. Because I like it done all the way from beginning to ending. Uh-huh. And plus I like the way I do it compared to what you do. Uh-huh. You know, that's just, it, it's just a pet peeve. Right. Yeah. So me. what I like about this though is instead of getting nasty at me or controlling about it, you were like, I have two choices. I could like ask Melanie to do it a certain way or I could do it myself. Yeah. It's not that big a deal for me to do it. I mean, you have a lot on your plate, I think, and you're learning to stay on task. With me, it's it's easy because I am very, you start this, you finish it kind of person. Yeah. Well, I've been diagnosed with ADHD for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. And, um. Which I've known your whole life. And Ken's known me. We've been together this year is 31 years. And <laughs> I just got diagnosed this year. Yeah. It's helped you with my diagnosis, hasn't it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the, I used to call it the, the tweaker's mentality. Uh-huh. You would start 50 things and think, I accomplished so much. And I'd come home and be all, uh, what the hell did you do today? <laughs> well, I started cleaning out the microwave, but that... That baseboard was dirty, so I started cleaning that baseboard, and then I looked up, and the walls were dirty. <laughs> so one wall, one baseboard, part of the microwave, maybe a few dishes, and one load of laundry. That's was a, not folded and put away either. That's <laughs> another thing I've noticed. Like Ken always takes out the trash. Yeah. And sometimes, like fifty, I'd say about fifty percent of the time, Ken cleans up dishes. Uh huh. Yeah, the rule is whoever cooks doesn't clean. Well, there's a different reason behind that, too. A long time ago when when God actually... I don't know if you're allowed to say that on this podcast. You can talk about God if you want. Uh, yeah. When God touched on my heart about how selfish I was, I started thinking, what can I do to benefit the family when I get home, not just myself? Mm. So if it's unloading a dishwasher or loading a dishwasher or taking out a trash that's full, something that that's more than... Serving yourself. Yeah, serving just myself that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fine at putting my own stuff in the trash and cleaning up after myself sometimes. <laughs> that's not all the time. Mel just took out a bunch of water bottles, which I still say is hers because she's they the one with not, the water addiction. They were not mine. I have a cup. But... You know, it's it's just doing a little bit more than, I don't care how tired you are. You still have, if you have enough energy to sit down and watch TV, you got enough energy to do something. Yeah. Something to benefit, so. And that, that matches like the, when we were growing up, it was like, dad comes home, you know, mm-hmm. kids leave him alone, mm-hmm. give dad space to decompress. Mm-hmm. Mom's like bringing him a cup of tea or something, right? Yeah. And he's like relaxing and trying to decompress from the day but um that's not real life (laughs) no i call that checkout that's when you want to check and there's sometimes you want to check out Mm -hmm. you just you're over you're over it in your mind and you'll tell me that you'll be like hey i I just need to sit and watch some tv i'm like all right yeah there's there's times when you need to 
just check out of reality when life gets hard. That's, but that's not every day. Yeah. And when you make that a pattern or you make that your, your go-to, then it's going to become a habit. This is what I'm going to do all the time. Well, then, and what I recognize, too, is if you're coming home and checking out, you're also checking out of your relationship with Melanie. Of course, yeah. And so it's it's not, I think some. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, this justice affects me. Uh-huh. But I'm like, if you're in any relationship at all, yeah. whatever you do with yourself always affects somebody else. Kids, wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. And again, that's part of selfishness, too. That's part of, I don't care. This is what I need right now, and it's all about me. I worked hard. Yeah, I work hard. I pay the bills. So you know what? Just deal with it. And that's just the wrong way of thinking. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the right way of thinking? The right way of thinking is to to be engaged, to be part of the family. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming home doing that every time, then you're not really part of your family. Mm-hmm. I missed a lot of my kids' life by doing that. Yeah. Now, I had different circumstances back then, but still... I, I look back now and there's regret, mm-hmm. you know, I wish I would have took the time to engage more. What are some things you would say helped you be more present with your family? I would say the Lord mostly, mm-hmm. and then actually going to counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a life coach there, Justin Stumball for a while, and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes it's not... Sometimes it's hurts or traumas from your past that are keeping you from pushing through Mm. to get to a different place. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need to be told, no, you're all right. You need to just push past this and the outlook or the future is going to be so much better. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is it's possible that selfishness is something from your past. Oh, that's, definitely. That's keeping you from loving the people in your life today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your your past hurts, your past... Anything that you've stuffed or tried to black out mm-hmm. can definitely keep you locked into it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a protector also, like a way to be protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's... It's a way not to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I don't have to deal with this, I don't have to look at that, I don't have to see that... Mm-hmm then I'm just going to live the best I can for now. And Get through it. you're still not facing what, what might have brought you to that point. What happened when you faced it? Well, it wasn't fun. Right. But it wasn't forever. Right. Mm-hmm. You good. know, it's, it's, and I've, I remember telling Justin, I don't want to go there. <laughs> he would tell me, I think it's about time we start dealing with some of your past and I'd tell him I don't want to go there I don't remember most of my childhood and there's probably a reason for it and I don't want to see it (laughs) and he's all well you're getting healthier and it's probably going to start coming up yeah and sure enough it started coming up and then you're stuck with it you know yeah Yeah. and then you got to learn how to basically if you're by yourself mother or father yourself mentor yourself through that stuff Mm -hmm. and get to the other side yeah what if you can't well, then you better go back to whoever was with you and telling you about it. And I did. I Get went back to Justin. And we did a lot of, I guess, mirror work and different things to help me get to a place to where I could actually do those things. Mm-hmm. He had to walk me through it. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be able to do it. Alone. 
alone right away. No. No. You need to go to somebody and be taught how to even do it. Mm-hmm. So, and every case is different. I mean. Sure. Mine was different than some's and who knows. Yeah. I think it's been really cool to like, um, for those who don't know, I'm currently living with Melanie and Ken. Uh, second Again. round. <laughs> second Again. time. Round two. Round super, two. <laughs> super fun. Um, but I'm really curious to know, I'm going to circle back to the question I stated earlier. I want to know what you, what the benefits are that you've seen by showing up in this way, not just for your family, but also for Melanie. Well, with the family, all my kids are grown now, so all I can do is be there when they need me. Sure. But with my wife, it's been, it's been life-changing, and it brings her life. Mm-hmm. To be able to serve her and do things for her, you know, I can see the love in her eyes and, the, and her just wanting to be closer to me when I do things for her. Mm. And I like to take some of the burden off of her when she's, when I can you know, because her days are full, just like mine. So, what it does for me is it relieves my energy, it frees up energy to do other things for Ken. Wink, wink. I mean, it's your podcast. You can talk <laughs> about what you yeah. But I think that's a. I, in we my do opinion, get a little freaky. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you that right in, now. In my opinion, uh-huh. that feels like a natural benefit. Mm hmm. Of a man showing up in this way. Yeah. And I believe that it is, I'm, because I want to go into sex therapy, I'm actually seeing that this is a massive hole in relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's creating um, women to have less sex drive. Yep. Because men are not showing up in this way. Right. And so I love that we actually hit on that because I think that this is, I think so often we try and leave sex out of the picture because mm-hmm. we're scared of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely not scared of it. <laughs> it's, it, it plays if a you job. didn't live here, we'd probably make it all the time. I mean, it's... I'd be cooking bacon naked. Just a couple more days. She'd be licking my wounds. <laughs> a couple more days. That's right, baby. Mm, a couple more days. Yeah, so yeah, I love that you guys bring that up because I think it is it is such a missing part that no one talks about. Yeah. And I I love that you made Well, that and point. I think it goes to true intimacy too. I mean, it's intimacy easy to it's starts easy. outside of the bedroom. Yeah, it's it starts long before you hit the sheets. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times we're so drawn to each other that we can't wait for the bedroom, but we'll hold off mm-hmm. for the bedroom. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that constant interaction, that talking, the stuff guys are all, I don't want to talk forever for, you know what? But my wife is actually my best friend. I talk to her about everything. She talks to me about everything. We, uh, we make constant bids for attention. Yeah. And we don't reject that. Okay. You know, like, if you want to give an example of that, I'll let you do it, but... Yeah, well, I think um, I, I want to draw the bid, the term bid is mm-hmm. from John Gottman. Right. And they talk about bids, right? So, like, if Melanie is looking out the window and says to Ken, oh, look at that flower, Ken could be like, who cares about a flower? Or Ken could recognize, oh, hey, this is a bid for connection. And Ken could come over to the window mm-hmm. and be like, oh, wow, yeah, that is a beautiful flower. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And. I do that for him, and he does that for me all the time. Yeah. Well, it's showing up for each other in those. Small. There's times Mel will say, I, I need to go for a walk. And I'll go, I just work 12 hours, but you know what? I'll go for a walk with you. 
And I'm not always asking. You no, know, she doesn't have this to isn't ask. This is me asking. You're, hey, I'm doing my walk. Right. She's just, I'm going for my walk. Well, you know. You decide to go with I her. would like to have some time with you, so mm -hmm. let's go for a walk. Yeah. You know, it's those little things, you know, they always say that it's the foxes that get the vines. Mm -hmm. Well, not necessarily if you, if you just show up, they don't have to. Yeah. You know, she doesn't, she's not always pulled apart. Yeah. I'm not always pulled apart. We're, we're there. And I think the older we get, the more we realize, well, we're in it for the long haul. So. <laughs> Might as well invest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's a good question for you, Ken. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I feel like we're friends. Is yeah, this going right. to go really weird? Like, you <laughs> got to lick it before you stick <laughs> it or something weird like that? Um, as a single person. Yes. As your friend. What is some advice that you would give me as I move more into dating? I would say if you're dating someone to get the... To date them first. Mm -hmm. Don't give yourself so willingly. I would say... Like, don't jump straight to thinking of marriage and stuff. Yeah, I would say hang out with them for a while and let their... Because every, anybody can act mm. for a season. I usually say, what, three months? Yeah, three months, typically. About three months, their true self starts to come out. Mm -hmm. And then you need to make your... If they're a narcissist, they yeah. can do longer. Don't be desperate to, to jump on the first train that comes through. Because really... You really got to know somebody first. Mm -hmm. I mean, and don't think you're going to change anybody. Okay. Because that's God's job. And okay. if they're not loving God, yeah. it's not happening anyhow. Okay. You're not going to save this person or change this person. You're really not. Mm -hmm. Mel probably wish she could have changed me years and years and years ago. But, oh, I tried for a long time. But it wasn't, <laughs> uh, it wasn't until the Lord, which thankfully I love God. Yeah. He got in there and... When he does something, it's real, and it yeah. and it takes. So I, I love that advice that you gave. More specifically for Shira, what would you tell her? What would I tell Shira? Specifically, Shira. You better run these bastards through me first. Because <laughs> Shira is kind of like my little sister, <laughs> and I will hunt someone down. And I know a lot of people in Texas. <laughs> And they are really good with guns. I'll send this Just out. so you know. <laughs> Just so you know. I met a ton of people last time I was in Austin. <laughs> all hunters. They hunt all on this guy's <laughs> land that I met too. They could probably hide a person really easy. <laughs> There's the snorty. Snorty Shiraz coming out. She's possessed. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ken. I think... Thank you for that. I feel super. But yeah, for all the other loved. single ladies out there, single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> yeah, I know some pop culture. I don't know how old that is, but yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say that you need to wait. Don't don't be so go slow. Yeah, don't be so anxious and. I don't know. I think what Take I love about what you said is I would consider you a very masculine man. Mm -hmm. And um, I, <laughs> I would consider you having like um, a considerate sex drive, 
And I love that your first thing wasn't to give it up. Your first thing was to be friends. Well, if I'm talking to you and it's, are any girls, I'm basically talking to my daughters. Yeah. I wanted my daughters when they could start dating to date lots of different people. Mm-hmm. Not to give it to lots of different people, but to right. date multiple people to learn what they wanted even. Mm-hmm. Find out what clicks with you and find out what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Learn how these people work. Because mm-hmm. guys are very, guys are good actors. Okay. We are taught, this is the way you got to act to get into those pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what you got to do yeah. to get into those pants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a lot of guys, all they want to do is get into those pants and then they want to go and find another pair of pants. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm not proud to say I was one of those people when I was young, but yeah. that's... That's what you're taught. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got dads and uncles like I did, is it's all about get out there and get it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so it's... What would you say, like, if I, as I was, like, dating men, what would be a couple of things that you would say I need to look for in a man? I would say look for someone generous, someone chivalrous, mm-hmm. someone who actually gets out of their car to open the door for you, someone who opens the door for you when you're first getting to the car. Someone who's up front, who will uh, not take over your conversation, but listen to you. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, you just don't, you just don't know. That's why I would say date them for a while. Okay. Don't just go, oh, this is the one, because... When I say people can act, I don't, I don't take that lightly. Yeah. Anybody can put on the show. Yeah. Hell, Mel can tell me something. I can be like, oh, yeah, I can, I can work that out. But within a couple months, it's not going to stick. Yeah. Unless you do some work. Uh, I would date someone willing to work on their self. I love you so you much. Know? <laughs> yeah. Willing to go in. Yeah. If you if you actually told them, hey, I think you got some issues in this area. Will you go see somebody? If they're willing, yeah. So how long would you give someone who says? Because I I know someone who's who's here right now in this yeah. scenario. That's why. I, and they listen. It's for you, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to someone who their boyfriend said, okay, I'll go, I'll go see someone. And it's been months and they haven't gone yet. I would say he's probably not going to go. There's another thing within guys who we all think we can work it out. Mm. We all think that we can fix it. Because within every guy is that that gene that says, I can fix that. Yeah. But if we can't fix it, it's still just acting. Mm. So... Are they not willing? Maybe you can take up the call and say, hey, this person's pretty awesome. They're not real expensive. Because sometimes guys will worry about different things. Money and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes they get on different tears about stuff. Yeah. So you can say, hey, you can bring it to them and say, hey, these people are relatively cheaper, but they're good. And see what he does with that. But if... Uh, Sometimes they, they won't see the forest through the trees. Yeah. They'll just, I can fix this. I've known a lot of guys who, I can fix it. No, actually you can. Yeah. 
I've known guys on job sites like that. Oh, we could fix that. No, actually, we can't. Yeah. I feel like you're giving a great insight into the male psyche right now because I think I, you know, all the women who, like, wait for their husband or whoever to make a move or make a plan or make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that man, from what you're saying, is a lot of those men are, like, trying to figure it out on the inside. On their yeah. own. Yeah, on their own. Well, and that's why God gave us women, really, because women... <laughs> Women are good. I'm not joking. Women are good at giving direction mm-hmm. and insight to different things. Okay. Women are way more in touch with feelings, their heart, different areas mm-hmm. than guys are. Mm-hmm. So your woman will bring you stuff like that. Guys are just fix-it mode. Mm-hmm. My wife brings me her car. Something's happening. I will fix that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Before I go pay a shop thousands of dollars, I'm going to fix it. Right. Even if I don't know how, I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and we think the same thing with our body. Oh, there's blood in my stool. I could probably fix that. I'll just eat something different. <laughs> no, you need to go. You're knowing your wife's all. You gotta go to the doctor. <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. <laughs> you know, Fair. we think we can fix anything that happens, especially if you come from that kind of background. Right. Yeah. You know, I came from a background where I had a dad that made us fix everything. Yeah. We fixed everything. I don't care if it was a car, a roof, uh, anything. And your mom was your doctor. Yeah, and my mom would sew my eyebrow back on for me when oh it gosh. got ripped off. <laughs> and fix my fix any of my cuts or burns that I got working. So yeah. <clears throat> we were a fix-it family. I can oh, see you're gonna fix that. <laughs> growing up in an environment like that, it would be really difficult then to grow up as an adult and ask for help. Oh, it's very hard. And it's very, it's even harder when someone tries to bless you. Mm. When someone just says, here, I want so to give you So it doesn't just affect you asking for help. It also affects you receiving love. Oh, big time. Big time, because I didn't earn that. Mm. Why are you doing this? What do you want from me? You know, you, it just, I'm telling you, it's, the male psyche is weird. Yeah. We are... We're weird. We think we can fix everything. We think all we need is a little more patience. And I don't know. Like there's something inside of you that needs to be mustered up to make it better. Yeah, well, it's ever since you're born as a guy, you're taught this macho, be this, be that. You know, and it's inbred in you from school, your family, mm-hmm. everything. You know, you're, you don't have the right to be anything else you're just gonna you're gonna be this this boy this man that we created yeah you know you you don't have the choice to say well i need help something's not right i don't feel right if you tell your parents something like that they would freak out and call you all kinds of weird things yeah mm. i'm gonna go see a, a therapist what yeah you know, if I would have told my parents I want I needed to see a therapist, right. I would have been excommunicado. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You ain't part of this family. I don't know who you came from, but that's weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's the way they were. So if there are men that are listening to this at any point who are kind of walking the line of like, do I do I go in the direction of like figuring out how to receive love and get help? What would you say to them? I'd say it doesn't make you any less a man, any less masculine. 
as somebody who's, you know, I've been put on post of being super strong and very manly in all these areas. I do it. I don't think it makes you any less a man. I don't think it makes you effeminate. I don't think it makes you uh, girly or anything. You know, yeah. you're, I think it brings you one step closer to wholeness. And if you get better, I guarantee you, if you start looking at yourself and you want to get better and I can truly make myself happy, then I'm only going to be able to make my wife happier. Mm. But if I'm looking at for her to make me happy or to be something or life to make me happy, then I'm going to be so sorely disappointed. Yeah. yeah. You have to be able to truly be happy within your own body, your own skin your own brain mm -hmm. before you can do anything for anybody. And so if you can't do that, if you can't sit in by yourself and be all, man, it's pretty good. Even though it works hard and this is hard, I still feel pretty good. Then you need to talk to somebody. Okay. Bottom line. I love that. And find a man who can do that. Sure. Yeah, I know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm working on it. I can sit, I can drive, I can pray, I can, do all that and feel good. I got my mantras I do every morning mm -hmm. and you got to keep it going but it's when I don't do those things I notice mm. I notice everything because yeah. then I start getting angry mm. and I start snipping at people and you know it's it's doing the things you know to do and to keep doing them. It's not once fixed always fixed. Mm. That's a good point. It's not always going to happen like that because the world has a way of bringing people down. Yeah. So you have to, you have to do the work. Yeah. What about someone who hasn't found someone to help them? Please find somebody. I mean, I would say, please find somebody. I was fortunate in who I found. Yeah. But I, I'm not an exception to the rule. There's people out there everywhere. You don't have to go see a licensed therapist. You can see a life coach mm -hmm. who has a lot of the same things that are just as good. Mm -hmm. If not better yeah. in a lot of, because they're going to actually hit you with more spiritual inner healing than a therapist will. Mm -hmm. Thera a lot of licensed therapists just want to drug the problem. Well, that's a certain type of licensed therapist that does that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's all kinds. There's trauma therapists. There's... You know, I went to see a, I saw a life coach, mm -hmm. but I think he was really scared, skilled in the trauma therapy and everything else. Yeah, I think for both fields, coaching and therapists field, there's the skilled ones and the not so skilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, yeah. <laughs> it's in both. It's in both. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I would call you two very skilled because mm -hmm. you've worked on your inner selves first. Mm -hmm. You know, people can tell when when it's a lip service or it's genuine. Yeah, it's knowledge yeah. or applied wisdom. Yeah. And that's where people, a lot of people get the, the term heretic or a, um, hypocrite. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, I can say all the things, but I live this way. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, but people can tell when they're, they're hearing you say that if it's real, if it's from your heart or mm -hmm. not. Yeah. So. Now, 
I know we're toward the end, mm-hmm. but there is one thing since we touched it. I kind of want to go back to it. Okay, great. You touched it. <laughs> yes, she yes. touched it. We touched. We all touched it. Um, we touched it. <laughs> if we touched it, we gotta fix it, right? You guys are wrong. You're I mean, doing it. I'm the one that's just sitting here. <laughs> doing so good. I went to fixing it, and you guys went to weirdness because Shiraz beat red. <laughs> well, I and you're giggly over there. Got some sun today. <laughs> um, going back to, I'm thinking of my clients that are young families, mm-hmm. and uh, frustrated husbands who are wondering what their wife does all day. Would you like to talk to them at all? Uh, well, do they have kids? Yeah. Then you need to shut the hell up. <laughs> Seriously. Why, Why do men need to shut the hell up, Ken? <laughs> From a man. You know what? Send your wife out. One day, take the day off. Send your wife out. And you take care of the kids all day. Needs to be two days. Make sure that they're fed and don't kill themselves. Because kids try to kill themselves. Gone. Especially the little one. Baby, yeah. They'll crawl right towards a little socket with their tongue out. <laughs> they just want to lick that electricity, you know? But, you know, it's uh, trying to do everything, especially with the women's minds are really weird the way they work. Not all women's, just mine. I think a lot of women have spaghetti brain. They just, there's so much going on in there mm-hmm. about what they need to do, mm-hmm. plus take care of these kids mm-hmm. and everything else that it's, it's, very difficult. I remember having to stay home and take care of kids. I went out of town one weekend, and you were, in this time of our life, you were doing come home and be like, what'd you do all day? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had three children. No, two children. You had two. Two. I had two children at this point. I had. We both had these children. <laughs> I didn't have any kids. I was just out there, you know? Um and I babysat my nephew also, who was the same age as our youngest at the time. Yeah. And our youngest was a baby, like what, six months old? Yeah, Hannah. She yeah. was, no, I don't know. She was crawling, I think. Okay, so nine months. No, was... she's crawling at six months. She's yeah. walking at nine months. It was hell, dude. That kid crawled early. She walked early. <laughs> so she, you had two crawling children. And and then a six-year-old. And when I was gone that weekend, you had to do the running around, the shopping. You had to do, you decided to do the, all the chores. You cleaned and did all those things too on top of everything, which I loved because it was a more fuller picture of what it's like to try to accomplish everything. Because here's the thing. I've had friends, husbands who stayed home. And they didn't do anything but play with the kids. Right. Which is that not is the same. That is not the same. That's not what happens. That is not what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's also not the same expectation that you're putting on your wife. Mm-hmm. So any man that is going to do what Ken's suggesting needs to also fulfill the list that he has oh, over yeah. his you gotta, wife. You got to do the whole role. You got to do the whole role. If you want, you're wondering why your laundry ain't done, you need to do the laundry. If you're wondering why stuff ain't clean, you need to do the cleaning. So what happened after this weekend? when you had to do this? <laughs> I don't know. It gave me a greater pr- appreciation for you. I know that. And it was hell. You were very nice to me when I got back. Yeah. Because that sucked. You apologized, actually. Yeah, I did. 
He did. I remember. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. If well, I didn't believe in Jesus before. <laughs> so that's how I got my wife saved. <laughs> yeah. well, I had to be as nice and compassionate towards her. And boom, she came to Christ. Just like that. It was, you... I've been waiting so long, too. <laughs> no, no, it's... It's more than people know because I knew those dads too that would just play with the kids, but and then be like, I don't know what her problem is. You you have to fully submerge yourself yeah. in that role. Yeah, you know, you have to do the dishes, you have to clean, mm-hmm. you have to do everything that your wife would have been doing, mm-hmm. because uh, the house would have looked like hell if I wouldn't have done all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had a small place back yeah. then. It was eight hundred square feet, and it was still a lot of work. Yeah. Now we got like this big old house and two people. <laughs> it's still ridiculous. a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I only got to see a couple rooms. So I don't really even care what the other rooms look like at this point. Yeah, this house is almost three times bigger, almost, yeah. than that little tiny yeah. apartment. Yeah. yeah wow. The humble beginnings, you know, but yeah, it's the. Uh, I think guys in general need to really take up the serving their family. You know, it's easy to be the fun dad. Oh, yeah, I'm going to serve them by playing. We're going here. We're going here. That's all easy. I used to take my kids everywhere. Yeah. We'd go on mile-long hikes or... Trips to Home Depot. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, that was back when I owned my own company. and Fun stuff. That was actually... They they have great memories of Home Depot. Our children should write a commercial for Home Depot. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, dad's got to get material, so this is the only days of the weekends to get material for his job, so. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's easy to do the the recreational stuff that everybody wants to do. Yeah. Go to the lake, go here. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go hiking and see if we can find ponds and fish. Right. But you're not, you're not at home. Getting them to clean their room, do their homework. No. Brush their teeth. Brush their yeah, teeth. None of take that. a bath. That's, it's the fun stuff that's easy. It's the hard stuff is the life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like helping them learn how to do life well. Yeah. Building. Oh, that's just it. We need to learn how to do life. You know, too many kids have kids. Yeah, we did. We didn't know how to do life either. Yeah. So I think a good, a good start is to know the Lord. Yeah. And then, uh. Then get a good therapist or life coach. Yeah. It's a good order. I like that order. I would recommend it. Because even if you don't know what you're doing, they can help you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So as we wrap up and kind of move to close, like, is there anything that you guys would want to share or say that I didn't think to ask about? I'm good. I feel like yeah. I talked too much already. No, you did great. I loved it. I yeah. loved everything you had awesome. to say. I loved it too. I love hearing my husband talk. I love hearing your husband talk. It's very exciting. <laughs> your husband don't like hearing himself talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Melanie, for allowing me to hijack your podcast. And thank you, Ken, for being so honest. And I feel like you expressed some really vulnerable things. And I just want to say thank you for that, for you honoring us welcome. with that. You are very welcome. Yeah. No, we don't have to do this again. It's better all taken one shot. Well, I'm moving in a couple of days. So. Well, I want to I wanna have you on my podcast again. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, all right. just raised. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Have a great evening. Good night. Bye.
I am so excited that you joined us today. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, please like and follow us. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. We want to hear your feedback too. So reach out to us via the contact info in the show notes and we'll see you next time.